All right, my name is Alex Corey and I'm here with B. Taylor Painting. I'm up in North Idaho where our headquarters are at. And today I have Mike Berglund from B. Taylor Painting in Fremont, California, where our main office and, and production um, team is at for the company. Mike, we're excited to have you here today. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself um, and how you got started with B. Taylor Painting? Absolutely. My name is Mike Berglund. I'm an account manager for B. Taylor Painting. Um, we got, I got started here when I was invited by Justin to um, talk to Pedro about potentially coming on board. Um, it was a weird time. Um, I it, it was like COVID was happening, so I didn't understand what it was about. I thought I was just going to meet with some guy um, and then just possibly have lunch or something which was exciting because we were locked down at the time, you know? Um, and I had just, I had just um, done a year of lockdown with my son. Um, I don't know if anybody knows like, but uh, he was diagnosed with leukemia at age 18 months. And um, we had spent a year of lockdown working with his immune compromised um, directives and stuff like that from his doctor to keep him out of contact with people and whatnot. So I had been, basically at home, stay at home dad for a year. Um, and when I got the phone call, um, it was actually during a, a men's Bible study meeting in the morning, Justin was like, Hey, you know, you, you might, you might be perfect over here at this company. Um, what do you, what are your plans for? We're going back to work. And I hadn't really thought about it. And then it just kind of evolved. It was weird how it happened. It happened really quick too, surprisingly. You said it was over lunch. What kind of lunch did you eat? I thought it was going to be lunch. That didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> so, but like I said, like, you know, being a, being a foodie, I was like, Hey man, let's go do this. Um, but we ended up meeting, I ended up meeting Pedro here at the office or actually the old office, um, just up the street, uh, in the conference room. And, um, it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. We hit it off. Um, he seemed to think I had enough. Uh, expertise to take what I knew and he was going to input what he knew in here to make a an account manager out of me and uh, I, I hadn't even considered that as a possibility before Calvin got diagnosed I was working in the trades as a uh, as a as a lead I was the superintendent for a GC firm Griffin Construction and we were doing residential remodels when I got the call that um, Calvin needed to go into tr uh, treatment uh, for his cancer, I made the decision to stay home because my wife's insurance policy was better. So I was going to stay home and get him through that. And then, um, you know, eventually figure it out and it eventually figured itself out. So I ended up working here, um, starting here in June of 2019. And uh, that's where I've been ever since. Awesome. Well, we really enjoy having you here. So you touched a little bit on your, your, your background and your trade experience prior to coming here. How does that experience, how, how has that helped you in your job today? I know that you've learned a lot um, just with boots on the ground and learning with Pedro, our general manager, but how has that previous experience correlated to maybe what you do today and giving you a leg up? You know, it, um, it's huge because I don't have to learn all the ins and outs. 
of what the trade is. I already have all that knowledge, or at least my interpretation of what that is. Every, you know, there's a million different ways to skin a cat, but you know, the cat still gets skinned if that's what you're trying to do. But having knowledge of how that happens already, or at least how I would do it, I'm able to put hours and materials and um, a little bit of a little bit of that expertise to a project um, as far as scheduling, dealing with the customer, dealing with clients. Um, used to being a one-person show, having to do admin, HR, you know what I mean? All these different things. Um, I'm able to take all that information and and let the surrounding environment assist me in moving forward and helping customers. Um, the staff here is tremendously helpful. I, every single person I've worked with has been foremost like friendly and willing to show me what they do and how they can help alleviate some of my, uh, my work duties so that I could concentrate on the one thing, which is, you know, managing your project, building a relationship and making sure the product comes out smooth. Yeah, for sure. So we are a relationship oriented company, you know, service is what we provide. Brian Taylor, the owner has really talked about how there's no magic formulas. It just always comes down to service. What does that mean to you? Um, and how does that impact your day-to-day interactions with clients? Um, it really comes down to just knowing that if if they ask for something, we're going to do everything we can to make sure it happens. Um, some things are a little bit out of control, like you know, if they ask for anything extremely out of scope, we have, might have to attach a change order to it, which we reluctantly do because we try to catch everything on the first go. But um, there's also sometimes people change their mind. You know, I mean, halfway through a project, they see something go up. They're like, you know what? This isn't how I planned it to be. Instead of punting or saying, now nah, you're stuck to this contract, we'll actually work with them and be like, okay, well, it might cost a couple extra bucks to redo that portion, but let's figure out a, a way to make it look better for you and uh, for the rest of the project and, and together as a whole, instead of just, you know, strictly sticking to paper. Um, and I think that's where the relational and service aspect comes into play is how do we get it right for you? Not just right for us, but how do we get it right for you? Yeah, for sure. I know that we've we've talked before about the fact that even if a project isn't going exactly, you know, how it was planned or intended to, at the end of the day, the client is going to come back to us because of how we treated them and how we made it right versus maybe the exact ins and outs of every piece of that project. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, um, go ahead. Say so I'm working on a project right now where there was an expectation um, for paint color. We spent probably three months going over paint colors with this particular HOA. Um, and we have a finished schedule that everybody sticks to as well. But, you know, when we go onto a project, we allot a certain amount of hours for a project and to produce um, profitable and for the customer to look good. Um, and just working through the ins and outs of a potential color change halfway through the project is something that I recently got to do. Um, and it, it's not easy because you're engaging in feelings and you're engaging in, you know, what the customer's expectations are. And all those things aren't on paper. All those things are up here. So how do we get to the point where they can open up 
and tell us exactly what it is they're looking for. It's it's through talking and building a relationship and showing up and being there twice a week and making sure they know you're going to be there twice a week. Yeah, for sure. So I know that in your role, the an average work week varies for you um, in terms of whether you're on the road, whether you're stuck in traffic, maybe what town you're going to be in. But on average, what does a work week look like for you Monday through Friday? You know, what are some of the roles and um, tasks that you take part of? You know, usually um, Monday is recapping from Friday. Um, anything that didn't get done on the task list goes up on the, on the first stage. Reviewing with our superintendents um, usually happens on Mondays because we like to start projects on Tuesdays. Monday is when we do a lot of our uh, mobilization, getting containers, um, fences, restrooms, all that stuff to the job site. So um, Monday is kind of preparatory for Tuesday. Um, going into Tuesday, we're kind of hitting the ground running, getting RFPs in and out. So an RFP comes in and we're going to you know, spend time, go over the project, do our takeoffs in the field, bring it back to the office, write up a proposal, um, run through it with the paint superintendent, and with the paint general manager to make sure that three sets of eyes see it before sending it forward to make sure that we really are capturing the best possible product we can for the client. Um, Wednesday looks like a lot of the same thing as Tuesday, <laughs> but uh, you know, as the week goes on, for some reason, there's this little lag period on Thursday where everybody's preparing for Friday's production meetings in the morning. So we do meet um, uh, corporately every Friday morning. Um, which is, it's like, and it's weird because all of the so-called sales staff, account managers will be here at 7 a.m. on uh, Friday to meet with the managers, the superintendents, and the vice president of operations to go over our complete job list to make sure everybody's everybody's getting attended to. There's no holdups. Um, this is our chance to go over productions, ratios, um, any of our quotas that are being missed on our projects, we're able to talk about ways to resolve those. Um, it's just really, it's really helpful. Yeah. And a side note on that, I know that with the accounting staff and um, project leads that are up here in Idaho, uh, Heather is one of them. She attends those meetings and for her and Kara, who's the vice president, who may not make it out to all of the projects, a lot of times they've already said that they feel like they they've been to the project, you know, they, they know the project really well. So even though a client may only interact with you face to face, there's a lot of other team members who are extremely familiar with that project. And, you know, it's their goal to see that it succeeds as well. Um, you know, it's, it's a company-wide goal, not just an individual goal. Right. And then you too, like, um, you know, it's ever since you came on, we're working together and uh, finding new ways of getting, digital um, information to the client. And it's just been super, like the sign-up sheet for the doors, it's worked out incredibly. Like we have 18 out of 22 signed up and it's just like, nobody thought that was gonna happen. So that's kudos, appreciate it. Oh, thanks. Well, the changes that we've made in three years are pretty, pretty cool. So kind of wrapping up there at B. Taylor Painting, um, I wanna know what is your favorite part about the job? And I would love to know what your favorite city is to visit, because I do know we serve all nine counties in the Bay Area. Right. So, man, you're going to get a loaded question, a loaded answer, because that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, 
I'm from Livermore, so that's that's where my hometown is. So like that's where I live. So I don't consider that a visit, but um, visiting other cities and um, towns in the Bay Area, it's so cool because I'm always somewhere new and in a new area at lunchtime. So uh, being a foodie, I get to experience all these different <laughs> restaurants. And you know, now that things are reopening, it's getting to be a little bit cooler um, instead of just eating on the tailgate. Uh, being able to go in and, and uh, see how these establishments are, are working on the inside, but but um, yeah, doing our little part to take care of our uh, service industry, food service industry out here. Um, I love to try new things when it comes to food and being in different areas and being in the Bay Area that has so many different cultures. I'm able to experience new things every day, every day. We do go back to the favorites, but every day I get to try something new. So it's hard to pinpoint a favorite town to be in. Um, but if I'm going to go, gosh, see, look, I can't say one without saying another. I got I got a special spot in every town. Castro Valley, I'm going to go to Val's or Soho Kitchen, right? Soho Kitchen. Um, if I'm in Oakland, I'm going to check out the Wolf, which is over in the Piedmont area, or I'm going to hang out in Montclair District for some food. And if I'm not there, I'm going to be down in the square checking out uh, chicken and waffles at the home home of chicken and waffles. So <laughs> my favorite town to be at in the Bay Area is every town, I guess you would say. Every town. Every town around lunchtime, especially if you could either bring a client, which we're getting closer to being able to do, or maybe a team member as well. Yeah. And Top Golf is opening on Friday. <laughs> I am so excited. I'm not much of a golfer, but I'll tell you what, I love the food at Top Golf. So we did a little too much of that in college. Nice. So does that correlate in there with your favorite favorite part of the job at B, B Taylor Painting, or could you touch a little bit more on the the team aspect, or maybe what your 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 roles are? You know, I love that you love the food, and oh, yeah. I definitely wanted you to hit on that. But what is your favorite part of working at B Taylor Painting? The atmosphere and the friendliness and um, the family atmosphere. Like when I say I go out to lunch, rel- seldom am I by myself. I'm usually with another client or a coworker. Like today, we're going to have like three co-workers up to lunch today just to kind of do a little celebratory thing for one of the things going on. And that's the thing. Like, I know I know stuff about my coworkers' personal life. You know what I mean? I know what their struggles are. I know what their highs are. I know what their lows are. And I'm able to be a part of because it's not just a nine to five job for us. But I mean, we're spending so much time together that we really develop this relationship and bond. And for me, it's been less than a year, but I already feel like a part of. I already feel like I'm part of, and it, um, it's just, it's huge. So if my favorite part of the, of the whole job is probably the camaraderie, I would have to say, definitely. I love that. And, you know, that was part of Brian Taylor's mission when he left the company in the Bay area in 2005 and moved um, to North Idaho, even though he was commuting back and forth, he essentially put the company in, in great hands down there um, and knew that uh that there would be camaraderie as well as the guys would stick to those values, which I see that are behind you. Do you want to point them out to me? Yeah, we got some core values up here. Um, family first. That's like one of the huge things. Fun. Work is, let's make work, uh, our, our work time enjoyable. Don't forget to have fun. That's a good one. Forgiving. We own up to our mistakes and learn from them, right? Forthright. We're honest and forthright with our workmates and our customers. Never take advantage of us. 
situation. That's huge and friendly. We keep a friendly atmosphere. We enjoy what we do, and we want to. We want that to show through in every project. So, you know, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna work for a painting company, right? You might as well join the like, Facebook or Google of painting companies. <laughs> and I feel like that's where we're at here. Um, the atmosphere is great. There's always food in the kitchen. There's always drinks in the in the refrigerator. You know, there's always access to anybody you need um, from the ground level all the way up to the president. I could call Brian Taylor right now and he'd give me his advice on a project. So it's huge. Yeah, I love it. So you said that you live in Livermore. I would love for you to tell me a little bit about that town. I've only been out there um, once myself. So maybe for our listeners who aren't from Livermore, give me a couple of the highlights. What do you love about the town? So um, Livermore is most known for its wine, right? Like that's a huge and up and coming um, wine area. Um, there's a lot of different varietals out there. Just the way that it grows, um, they're able to put something together for everybody. Um, and it competes with Napa. So that's that's what we're known for. The other thing we're known for is we still have a rodeo. <laughs> Not a lot of people know that, <laughs> that we still have a rodeo. There's only a couple of places in the Bay Area too, I think, um, that have rodeos still. Um, but we're... We have a lot of, a lot of, um, what do you call it, 4-H? Yeah, 4-H and FFA. Um, yeah, in our in our town, um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of farms, there's a lot of vineyards, but there's also um, a really hip downtown atmosphere. When you drive through, especially at night, you're going to see you know 40 restaurants lining the street and people just out having a good time, and um, it is a it is a really it is a really big small town a really small big town um there's not too many people there um odds are if you know three people you know everybody and uh it's just really cool sounds like a good place to be if you were going to recommend someone to go and visit you know a couple of places in livermore where would you recommend um if you're a golfer check out wenty um, I also recommend that for food and dining and um, they have a concert venue. So um, there's oftentimes you'll find like, you know, you can buy a, a really expensive plate for a concert being put on by the Eagles or something like, you know, whatever you want to do out there. It's a really nice vineyard golf resort. Um, downtown, you know, gotta love um, sauce. Sauce has come out big. They've got two restaurants on the same street and they're about to open a third one out by Campo de Bacci on the edge of, edge of town. So they got sauce, barbecue and spirits, plucked chicken sandwiches, and then they're uh, took over Campo de Bacci and it's going to be like something debauchery. They're going to have axe throwing, which is great because I mean, bocce ball is cool, but axe throwing, that's where it's at. <laughs> I've done axe throwing before. Uh, it was a good time, but I was pretty bad at it. So I will admit to that right up front. Well, we'll make sure to have a company function there and make sure you're there. (laughs) Yeah, someone (laughs) has to be in the consolation bracket. So that can be me. (laughs) We all get a trophy. So um, just kind of wrapping up a little bit about your your community. Is there, are you involved in any way um, in the community in terms of like community service events or like an annual fundraising or... um, anything in the, in that nature, uh, what, what, what are, what are you rooted in, in that community in terms of, um, service? So right now, um, I'm, I'm a member of Sunset Community Church. Um, we, we go through and we, um, just like a church should do, um, help people as often as can, as we can. Um, my main 
um, stay is in the mental health and recovery aspects for um, people who are going through things. I like to help families um, with challenging situations um, dealing with mental health and, and addiction recovery. Um, we're doing, I mean, you know, you put it together at work, at least um, in our area, we're doing the home run for hunger. So we have a lot of our clients have empty baskets right now that they're going to be filling with um, portable food storage or portable food items um, to deliver the homeless. And in turn, they're going to be getting some uh, baseball tickets, right? Yeah, for and sure. then, uh, we go to a game with our yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, as a, as a church, we do um, our creek cleanups every year. Uh, we do feed the homeless. We, we really get out and work with uh, the, the different members of our community, like Open Heart Kitchen and stuff like that, to make sure that the people that are in need of help get the help that they need. Yeah, I love that. Um, now, remind me again, do your kids go to school or are they still um, under the age of, of school age? What, what, what ages are they? So my, my oldest, Alana, is 12 um, and she is, she's, I guess you call it in school, <laughs> but they're doing uh, two days a week at school for half a day and then the rest is online still um, for the rest of this year. And then uh, she's killing it. She's she's been an honor roll student since um, you know kindergarten, basically. And um, she's in the gate program, gifted, gifted and talented. So she's going to have that on her file. So when she goes to do some college applications and stuff, she'll have a little extra boost there. Calvin, um, he's still he's still junior. He's just turned four. We hope to get him into pre K this coming year. His his last treatment for uh, chemo is June fourteenth. And they're going to do the surgery at that time to remove his port. He has an intrathecal port placed in his chest. And um, we're excited. We're excited to have that be that that stage of life to be over with <laughs> and onto the next one. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet he's pretty excited if he got if he got to go to preschool. That would be an exciting step. Huge, huge. And we have a trip planned to Hawaii in August for the whole family. So Gosh. be the first time we get to travel anywhere in the last two and a half years. Wow. Sound that sounds, that sounds incredible. So your daughter, um, she's, she's a little bit older. What do you guys like to do as a family? If you were to do an outing other, maybe like hikes or walks or parks, or, you know, if you guys have a few extra spare hours on a weekend, what is that spent doing? Are you in the backyard? You know, or? That reminds me, I owe you a I owe you a picture. We just, you know, we do a lot of hiking. Um, I'll send you the one from Del Val this weekend, which is a great spot. It's a little lake up in the hills. It's about 35 minutes to get to, but you literally, you can just go get a sandwich from Ophelia's or a salad, you know, which is a little spot down there at the end of town and then take a little drive up and you're in this just beautiful, serene area um, right next to the water with a nice trail that goes around the lake. And uh, we have a couple of those, one on the south end too, like, or one on the north end called Los Vaqueros. It's not as shaded. The one at Del Valle has got a huge amount of trees. So there's always shaded, beautiful picnic area, wonderful walking trail. It's, it's just great. We like to get out and exercise and enjoy the air. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So as we wrap up here, I have a question for you. And, and that's because I hope that some high school students will take the time to listen to this or um, you know, possibly those in college who are considering a career and 
potentially the trades. So what advice would you have to, uh, you know, maybe a high school or college age person, or maybe even someone who's out in the workforce now, um, what advice would you have for them for considering or joining the trades? Trades. Definitely want to do, um, if you can, if you have the ability to do construction management while you're in um, in college or um, post post um, high school um, classes, they have at a lot of the um, the local colleges too. Um, any sort of uh, experience there. OSHA training, so occupational health is a huge one as well. If you want to get into the trades at a, um, a level of management, um, you really get uh, a huge range of salary that way. You could go anywhere from like a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a year just in that bracket alone. Um, account management and sales is huge. It's great opportunity if you're in the trade now. And this is the biggest part. Like I thought there's no ways I was going to be able to hang up my bags. And anybody who's in the trades knows what I'm talking about. But um, this opportunity that came forth from Calvin's sickness and meeting Brian Taylor has opened up my mind to knowing that. Just because I don't know how to do something doesn't mean I can't learn it. If I have the ability to learn a whole trade system by by hand and working in all these houses and all that stuff, I have the ability to learn a computer program. So don't count yourself short. It may seem scary at first, but just get in and do it. It's really quick. It's easy. It's repetitive. You learn it. And then now you're now you're managing projects for a large company instead of, you know, racking your brain to do everything by yourself. Yeah. And on that note, you know, I think it's really important that students especially keep in mind that they don't have to go to college or maybe not even a two-year school. I mean, those are, those are bonuses and maybe they're encouraged, but if that's not their route, get out and get some, get some experience under your belt, you know, maybe pick up a hammer or, um, you know, take Start an, with roofing, take an internship. Yeah. yeah do, do something. Um, and, yeah. and just hop right into the trades because a lot of it is experience-based, not necessarily um, what is on your resume in terms of education. Right. Yeah. And my first job, I think I was, I was 13 when I started roofing during the summers. And that's, it's great to get started in construction at a young age while you still have all your muscles and can bounce back. It's huge, uh, especially your cartilages and stuff. But yeah, definitely get in. Um, learn all the things, take advice from people that are older. And I know we can be crotchety and kind of set in our ways in a little bit, but if you listen, right. And you look past some of that, um, there's some nuggets of good truth in there that'll help you get through for sure. Yeah, that's great. Um, is there anything else that you would like to leave us with as we, as we close out today? You know, we're coming up on opening up after this uh, pandemic or whatever, but I would say, just everybody keep a positive spirit, positive atmosphere. Um, and don't forget to enjoy life. Like, you know, lockdown isn't, it. lockdown is a physical thing. It's not a state of mind. You know what I mean? You can separate those two. And um, from a mental health aspect, if we're all plants, we're all very needy plants. If you think about that, we're plants that have emotions. So get some sun, get some fresh air. Your day will be better, I promise. Hey, I like that. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for your time today. Um, we appreciate it being able to get to know you and keep up the good work out there in the field. We, uh, your, your fruits are, are showing um, with clients and, and it's exciting to have you on the team. Thanks, Alex.